That's outstanding, like a farmer in his field. Well, if that isn't some juicy content. Can something be both solid and juicy at the same time? I'm going to pull some fast gotcha questions. Carry on, James. Carry on. You know what, Craig? That's a good call. another edition of the Channel Partners Podcast, Coffee with Craig and James. I am the editorial director for Channel Partners and Channel Features, Craig Galbraith. Joining me, as always, our esteemed news editor, more than 20 years my junior, but we won't point that out until later, Mr. James Anderson. James, how are you? Craig, I'm having a wonderful day. Uh, would love to know how you are and, and why you picked this song. My friend, I'm, I'm doing very well. This song happens to be from 1991, and I just sort of wanted to rub in the generational clash of victory I had over you in the last podcast, where we had to name all of the songs from our freshman year in college. He's rubbing in, rubbing it in a little bit, rubbing in the victory. It's cool. Uh, you, however, are going to get a chance to get back at me and even the score. You want to tell the folks a little bit about that? Yeah, well, last time we did songs, music, you know, this time we're going to do cinema. We're going to take our, our, our movies from our eras and we're going to see if the other person knows them freshman year of college again that uh, yeah. should be interesting you of course were handicapped uh, last time simply because of the fact that you weren't born yet when i was a freshman in college uh, i tried to use this excuse that from 2012 uh, when you were a freshman in college that i wasn't really paying attention to anything uh, music wise uh, in the top 40 and that pretty much proved true but i managed to get one right so that was all i needed the problem is that you're so hip and that that was really my Achilles heel. It was your hipness. You're humble about it, but I think you're really <laughs> in step with the modern trends. <laughs> yeah, that's not true at all. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, before we get to this game, we are going to break some news here on Coffee with Craig and James. Well, sort of. The news came out this week, but if we have something within a week of its release, I think that's big for our podcast. Yeah, 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 you've got that right. On Tuesday, we unveiled our fourth annual Channel Influencer Digital Issue, which you can find in both Channel Partners and Channel Futures. Did we make it, Craig? Did you and I make it? We're influencers. We, we influence people. We have a, a platform, right? Uh, we do have a platform, but uh, no. Uh, we are not influencers. We were actually ineligible due to our connection to this brand. And honestly, I got to tell you, Kevin made that same joke last year and uh, maybe the year before. It says right here in the prompts that you gave me to say. Okay, moving right along. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to look at the issue yet. Actually, it looks great. Not you. Oh, sorry. I met our beloved Casties, of course. Uh, inside, you're going to find a profile of our Influencer of the Year, and I'm going to build the suspense here because he's a guest on this very podcast today. Well, how'd you swing that, Craig? I have people. Ah, uh, okay. Now, we named nine other influencers, innovators in the channel who are making a big impact on the community, as well as organizations to watch. These are the businesses, vendors representing just about every technology offering in the channel, to master agents and distributors who had a big year in 2020 
and who we expect to make even more noise in 2021. The issue also features 10 technologies to watch and five business trends to watch in 2021. Channel Partners editors were responsible for all of the selections in this issue. We're proud to recognize the people, the organizations, the technologies, the business trends that battled through 2020 and that are poised to have a huge 2021. So visit your local newsstand today. And- uh, Craig. Yes, James. You're kind of dating yourself with the newsstand thing. Um, I mean, I, I know we've got our generational clash part two coming up, but you probably don't want to go down that road. So you're saying it's not on newsstands? No, it's a digital issue. I mean, you can think of it, mm-hmm. I mean, digital newsstand, I guess. It can be found exclusively on Channel Partners Online and Channel Futures. And by the way, what's a newsstand? Touche. So we'll re-announce our Channel Influencer of the Year in just a moment. Also coming up on the show, we're going to be talking to two leaders from Telesystem who are going to offer a great conversation with us on both leadership and the topic of racial justice, diversity, and inclusion in the channel. It's going to be a, a solid conversation. Yeah, looking forward to that for sure. And of course, Channel Partners Virtual is now less than two weeks away. We're going to highlight a couple of things that are new to the show and a couple of fun, unique presentations that you'll want to take part in. Should be some awesome content. And of course, it's a wonderful precursor to our big homecoming show, our live event in November in Las Vegas, where we're finally going to get the channel back together in person. Really looking forward to that, James. And I love how you almost repeated what you do in the intro when you say something like, uh, now that's some juicy content, Craig. You almost said it right there. Oh, the content is indeed flowing with juice, Craig. <laughs> Solid stuff, my friend. Solid. But in the meantime, I uh, want to get back to our influencer of the year. That is Forrester analyst extraordinaire, Jay McBain. We're going to be talking to him in just a second. You know, Jay had such a big year last year. You could really give him this award as almost a lifetime achievement award. He's always been such a voice for the channel. But last year, uh, with his analysis guiding some businesses through the pandemic, he played such a huge role. You know, the guy's so into lists. He's got his software stack. He's got his great channel podcast list. And very importantly, he's got his channel trends for 2021 list that we're going to be talking about right now. All right, James, my pleasure to welcome in a guest who's been with us once before. It's his second time on the show. And here because he is our esteemed channel influencer of the year, Mr. Jay McBain of Forrester. Jay, how are you? I am doing fantastic. And I guess the only way to get back on this show is to win an award like that. (laughs) We'd we'd have you back anytime, Jay. You know, I wanted to ask you before we got too far into this, because you're influencer of the year now, that's that's serious business. So I'm not going to crack any inappropriate jokes asking you about Canadian accents like I did last time. Does that sound good? That's a uh, new dude to boot it. We have standards <laughs> now. We have standards now and, and high expectations all around. <laughs> oh, so a lot has changed in the show last time. <laughs> yes, Just yes. We brought no standards the first time. We brought on James and yeah, not, not much has changed. Uh, that's for sure since you were here last time. Uh, so, Jay, seriously, uh, you were such a, a guiding voice uh, this year for channel partners, particularly important uh, through the pandemic in the past several months. 
A uh, big congratulations to you on that, of course. Uh, what, what were some of the lessons the channel has learned from the pandemic? Well, it, it was an interesting, uh, obviously, year, and there was really a tale of two cities. I mean, right when we began, the channel was obviously recognized, you know, by governments and, and by customers as an essential service, and they delivered. They depleted the supply chain of laptops and became UCAS experts, uh, you know, within 24 hours. And a complete new remote topology was laid out in the matter of days. And, you know, I don't think the channel's got enough, you know, positive feedback or, or celebration for, you know, how that actually went through. And then as the year went on, also started delivering on automation and cloud acceleration and the security and all the other pieces to that remote topology. And as customers had to rethink their own customer experience, you know, everything was curbside service and stuff. The, the channel just played such an important role on all aspects, not only of the technology, but of the business side of customers. That's good stuff, Jay. Do you mind looking forward to 2021? We know that you recently put out your top trends for the channel in 2021. Would you be willing to highlight a couple of those trends for our casties? Yeah, absolutely. And every year I put out 10 trends and I get the unique position that not a lot of people get is that my day job is just consuming information. I get to talk to around 10,000 different vendors. I get to talk to 183 companies that build channel software and I get to look at their 18 month roadmaps. I get to talk to distributors and obviously talk to thousands upon thousands of partners about how they run their business and things like that. So after consuming a lot, I get to come back and say, you know, these are the most important things in the next 18 months. And just to name off a few, I mean, we're seeing a huge move to subscription in consumption models. Just late in the year last year, you had IBM jettison its services group to get 100% there. Michael Dell announced a 100% subscription consumption business for all seven Dell technologies and $93 billion. You had Chuck Robbins at Cisco that announced the same thing. You had HPE, which has been on this journey with GreenLake for three years, announced that they're gonna be there 11 months from now in 2022 a lot of changes in that era. And I'm not sure customers are fully ready. And I'm definitely sure that channel partners are fully ready for that. So changes in business models, you know, changes in terms of where the opportunities lie going forward. And a lot of these long-term effects from the pandemic itself, this remote topology and different security and threat vectors, we're seeing managed services, you know, get back and start growing by double digits again after a a five-year plateau. So all good news for the channel, but again, a lot of differences uh, going forward. Yeah, it's absolutely been an evolution and really a revolution uh, in this past year, Jay. Uh, piggybacking off of James' question, uh, as Influencer of the Year, you get to put your stamp all over our upcoming Channel Partners virtual event, so we're excited for that. Particularly excited for the debate you're moderating on marketplaces, that uh, too being one of your trends for 2021. Can you maybe set that up for us and uh, tell us what you expect to hear from the panelists, both uh, on the pro side as well as the con? Yeah, absolutely. You know, first and foremost, one of the things that happened early in the pandemic was that marketplaces grew more in the first three months than the last 10 years combined. And for most of the vendors that are out there and partners and distributors and everyone, master agents, everyone in our broader audience, we're predicting that 17% of the industry revenue 
we're talking three and a half trillion dollars. 17% of that we're expecting as soon as this year to start flowing through marketplaces. And we're seeing just a ton of changes in terms of you know, who builds marketplaces, how they run. We're seeing big trillion dollar companies completely change their executive compensation, their sales compensation across to enterprise credits. And this is also a significant business model change. It's not just a threat to resell, but it's a complete change. And if you make the connection I just made between subscription and consumption models, if you make the connections between embedded and white labeled, which is basically the future of technology, all roads lead back to marketplaces as being the connective tissue of the broader technology ecosystem over the course of the next decade. That's a panel that I absolutely am going to have my eyes on just as someone who's wanting to cover this market. I think that's really going to be insightful. And I, I think it's a conversation we've, we've all been waiting to hear about. I think it's I think it's going to be great, Jay. Do you mind talking about this other panel you're going to be on? You're going to be uh, uh, in a session with some of the other influencers we've named for 2021. What are some of the things that you want to tell this partner audience that might help change the course of their business uh, for the better this year? Yeah, so I always have my sights forward. And, and I'm always thinking back to being Canadian again. We always think about where the puck is going to be, uh, to use a Canadian quote. The fact of the matter, though, is if you look ahead 18 months and, and try to you know tap into what customers are thinking at scale, we survey 690,000 people every year. And we're asking them the questions about technology. Every company and in every industry is becoming a technology company. You know, the channel is filling up with companies that are not traditional and non-transacting. But in the end, where is the money going to be spent? And we were watching automation, RPA, for example, and no code, low code. And we're watching every company starting to rethink how they run their own businesses, given the pandemic and given, you know, the humans are the gates inside most processes and workflows, and that's starting to open up. So what does automation mean? And then how do you go make money? How do you build skills and how do you go build a practice around this next decade, which will be really leveraging automation? Number two, cloud acceleration. If you've been watching just for the last week or so, you know Microsoft reported 50% growth in Azure. This is after a quarter of 48 and 47. So three quarters into COVID, they continually report 50% growth on the infrastructure side. Google Cloud reported 54. AWS, you know, the person running that got a little bit of a promotion last week. The fact of the matter is this is off the charts. And for every partner in the audience, you know, if your business isn't growing by 50%, what is the multiplier attached to that? For every dollar that goes to one of those big three that I just mentioned, or the big SaaS companies, you know, there's $5 that actually goes to the channel. And does the audience have the capabilities? Do they have the skills and the practices? Do they have the sales and marketing to go have that conversation in front of the buyer to get into that opportunity? So there's so many elements to that, but if you're not watching that piece, and this is not just a pandemic related opportunity, this is gonna go on for the next decade. You know, everyone has to relook at their business model and relook at where the money's being earned and, and make sure that they're out there. And then finally, you know, servicing this remote topology, completely different threat vectors, security, compliance, governance, a whole set of new managed services in a residential style network. You know, you're talking consumer devices, consumer networks, consumer routers, 
getting access to enterprise class data and systems. This is a massive change and a huge opportunity for all of those in the telco world, in the IT world, pulling all of this together in, in front of clients. Yeah, and I'd strongly encourage everyone listening to go out and check out Jay's channel trends for 2021. And Jay will put a, a link to that on the landing page of this podcast for sure. Hey, before we let you go, um, since you did make a sports metaphor there with the hockey puck, I, I've been meaning to ask you a question. About a year or two ago, you put this podcast uh, in a in a list of, of podcasts. There were about 64 or 65 of them. I'm just wondering if that were ever turned into like an NCAA bracket, would we be like a, a number one seed or would we be more like a, a play-in game? I, I've always wondered that. Are you more of a Duke? Are you more of a Villanova or a Baylor? Yeah. Like, where are you kind of in the, you know, I would, I would solidly put this podcast. And by the way, last weekend, I redid the list. Oh, you did? So, oh. you know, of the 64 back then, almost 25 of them have kind of died a slow death and they haven't recorded anything in the last six months, oh. which drops you off my list and out of the bracket. Uh, that being said, there's actually 79 on the list now. So, oh. you know, there's 40 new ones that are, kind of attacking this market. And there's just so many nuances for, you know, the different styles of business and and the technology. And there's so many different angles to this that, you know, they're finding their niche. And so that just gives you a top end example of, you know, now there's 79 podcasts that are in this bracket. And, you know, if we're losing 10 to 20 of them every year in terms of finding your niche, but not really, you know, finding a model around it or a place to be consistent with it, I think we're going to see this go through multiple different turns, you know, every year or so when I redo that list. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're probably more like one of the directional schools coming in at like a, a 16 seed. <laughs> if, if we said we're the University of Toronto, would that help our ranking? <laughs> well, first of all, I don't think the University of Toronto is in the NCAA. Um, <laughs> and other than a handful of, you know, Canadians that in the history of the NBA have ever made it, I, I wouldn't align yourself to any Canadian college, but no, I'm chat partners, uh, channel futures are absolutely, you know, top media organizations, top events. You are absolutely the number one seed and everybody's looking at you and, and, and looking at you two looking to take you down a notch. Well, I appreciate that, Jay. You're definitely number one seed in our book in the analyst ranks. Uh, congratulations again on being channel influencer of the year. Looking forward to everything you've got in store for us coming up at channel partners virtual. Thank you so much. Jay's a fantastic guy, and him, him calling us a number one seed, that, that means something in my book, Craig. It's it's nice. I mean, I don't want to be a Duke, you know, no offense, Dukies out there, but it's nice to get a, a good starting position. I'll, I'll take it. It is good, and Duke's struggling a little bit this year, so, you know, you don't have to feel too bad not being a fan. That is great. Um, Jay is a terrific guy. Uh, really pleased to be able to honor him with this award. It's well-deserved and uh, excited to see what he's going to be uh, doing for us coming up here at Channel Partners Virtual, leading that panel on Marketplaces. That's March 2nd from 11.20 a.m. to noon Eastern. Uh, you know, his panel is going to include uh, some other heavy hitters, George Leith of Vendasta, Juan Fernandez of ImageNet Consulting, Ryan Walsh of Pax8, and Lincoln Lincoln of Cloud Blue and Ingram Micro Company. That one is going to be an interesting debate for sure, James. And the panel of influencers Jay is on, that's Thursday, March 4th. Fellow influencers Scott Barlow of Sophos and Heather Murray of Tech Data will talk with our own Bobby DeMarzo about leadership in the channel and what it takes 
to be influential. That's 11.20 to 11.50 Eastern Time on March 4th. So we've spent quite a bit of time talking about the great content we've got lined up for this show, meaning Channel Partners Virtual, but I'd like to think this podcast uh, has a lot of great content too. Uh, I want to take just a moment to talk about some of the new things we've got lined up. Uh, You like IoT, don't you? I oblige them, Craig. Oh. IoT, I oblige them. Uh, I I see what you did there. You didn't do it well, but uh, I do see what you did there. You see where my heart is. Uh, I do. I do. So uh, (laughs) since we last chatted, we've added a series of IoT sessions. This ain't the Jetsons anymore, my friend. Uh, That was a cartoon back in the day, well before your time, just so you know. Okay, okay. The future is here, and there is some real partner opportunity. We're going to dig into everything from automation to access control to video surveillance. Uh, But we aren't going to bog you down in the technology. Uh, We've got Stephen DeFranco, founder of the IoT Advisory Group. He's going to host a session on IoT solutions that partners can deploy today. And you know I love fun and games, Craig. I do. Well, we've got a brand new channel contest leaderboard, you know, gamification for our attendees where you can win points for participating in different parts of the show. You can find that on the homepage of the event. We've also got a virtual improv comedy event on day three that I hope we are not in charge of. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) we we are not, fortunately. Hopefully they won't call on us for uh, something because... uh, you know, we try and be funny on this podcast from time to time, but I have a feeling we just freeze if they uh, called us out and tried to get us to contribute something for it. I know it'll be absolutely brutal. Absolutely. <laughs> Here's one I'm interested in. A-, a channel confessions button on the homepage gives you an opportunity to give a video testimonial. It also features a photo booth. I hear channel confessions. It, it sounds like one of those bad late night uh, shows that was on HBO back in the day. It does. It does. But uh, I think... I think that's the intrigue. We, we we got some solid marketers in our crew, and uh, I, I think they hit the nail on the head this time. We do, we do, and I'm told it's actually a takeoff from the real world, which again goes back to my day. It's like we have all these references to uh, my world. Uh, I like it, but it comes from the real world confessions booth or whatever they did. It was kind of one of the first one of those that they just wound up doing in every reality show that followed. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I think it's it does seem like it's a bit of a generational clash. <laughs> it is indeed. And what a perfect segue uh, you have made there. So why don't you uh, tell our casties a little bit about part two of our generational clash? Well, everyone, last time we met, we compared music from our freshman years of college we alternated back and forth playing 30 seconds to a minute and the other person had to guess the title and artist occasionally getting a hint from the other person craig and i will this time play 30 seconds to a minute from a movie and the other person will need to guess the title of the movie if needed they can be uh, given a brief synopsis for what do you think craig is that half a point or is that still a full point no i think you get the full point if you get it right no matter whether or not you get a hint okay and uh we'll see who reigns supreme at the end of this yeah it's probably gonna be craig again but well Well, it was uh what was it last time uh total points were three and i won one to half a point we were pretty pathetic so uh hopefully we'll do better with movies yeah i brought shame upon my generation (laughs) and And I hope to not do that this time. Yes, yes. 
you want to play the first one and uh, put me on the spot here? It would be my honor. All right, let's do it. Wait a minute. How did you find? How did he find that? Marta? No, no. Okay, this meeting's now over. I want you both out of here right now. Marta? No, he has been snooping around my house. Marta, no, I, I want to sign off here today. I want to let you get on that plane, but you have got to help us out. Look, we have got to do our job here. Okay, we have got to go through this. I need to know that you are calm and safe before I leave here. And I need to know that you understand the rules before you get on that plane. Are you sure this is from the top 25? That, that was our rule. You had to pick from the top 25 and then I was going to pick from the top 10 of the box office in my year, sort of as a handicap because, you know, you weren't you weren't born yet. Is this from the top 25? This was in the top 25. This one made some money. OK, so I've got to tell you, I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> I know, I recognize the voice. I think uh, that was Tony Collette uh, was the second speaker there. The other actress, is that right? Tony Collette. Um, maybe, maybe he, <laughs> I can tell you, I can tell you that this movie stars Jeremy Renner. You're going to see a little bit of Ed Norton in there as well. Oh, Do you want a full hint? Edward Norton, Jeremy Renner. Oh my gosh. You know, you tell me that Ed Norton and Jeremy Renner are in the movie. Our stars in the movie, but you don't give me a clip where they're actually in the clip. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna say I think it came out more recently than this, but I'm gonna say this is the first movie post the Born movies where Jeremy Renner was the star. So was it called Born? I'm, I'm gonna say Born. It's the Born Legacy, but I think you totally get this one. Oh my gosh. Good work. Well, it took a hint. It t definitely took a hint because of your terrible clip. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, I, I only want half a point for that uh, because you really you really had to help me with the stars there. So, um, half a point. I'll, I'll, Bless I'll accept. Your soul. Bless okay. Your soul. Okay. So, are you ready for mine? I am ready. Okay. My name is Clarice Starling. May I speak with you? You're one of Jack Crawford's, aren't you? I am, yes. May I see your credentials? Certainly. Closer, please. Closer. If you don't get it from that, you're not going to get it. So. Yeah. Well, I, I do get it. Interesting. I, I, I think that there's some sort of spinoff show that recently just launched. Of that uh -huh. um, this, is this is Silence of the Lambs. I never actually watched it, but uh, I saw a couple scenes. It's it's iconic. Uh, Anthony Hopkins delivered a, a smashing performance, as did... Oh, is it Jodie Foster? Jodie Foster? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, very nice. So won multiple Oscars, including Best Picture. So there you go. See, I didn't really set you up. I, I figured you were going to get that one. So uh, congratulations. You were kind. You were generous. I, yeah. I, I appreciate that, Craig. And I didn't give you a, a totally inconsequential scene uh, like you did give me for yours. So, you yeah, know, I want to put that out there. Yeah, you know, that makes a difference. It really does. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Craig. I remember this movie from the summer after I graduated from high school. I, I think I saw this twice in theaters. It blew my mind. Wow. Um, I love the soundtrack. I just, I love the themes. And uh, this is a scene, maybe it's going to spoil it, but I thought it was absolutely iconic and I, I can't help but share it. Ah, exciting. Okay, let's do it. Fear is why you fail. No, I'm not afraid. I'm angry. <laughs> 
that this seems like a movie that I should know. 2012. It kind of sounds like one of the Avengers type movies. Um, he talks about being angry, so maybe that's that's the Hulk. But what? I, so I'm gonna guess that it's not the Hulk movie, but that it's one of the Avengers movies. But I gotta come up with one, right? Because there's 30 of them. Okay, uh, I'm here for a hint if you need it. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out. I'm gonna say the Avengers. No, Endgame was. Re- I don't remember any other titles. I'll just say the Avengers. Well, I think you deserve points because by simply calling it the Avengers, because the Avengers was the number one grossing film in 2012. However, oh. I did not go to see Avengers that year, and I did not pick it as my movie. Ooh. This, this was actually the number two okay. movie, and this is a DC joint. This is, this is a third installment of the Batman, uh, Christopher Nolan's Batman franchise, The Dark Knight. Oh, yes. Dark Knight. Yeah, I should have gotten that one. That was, a, that was a good film, and I did see it. Our old buddy Kevin will tell you that I used, he used to drop these movie lines on me, and I would be terrible at them, even if I'd seen the movie. I would, I would have to have seen the movie like ten times. So we're not in my wheelhouse here. I'm going to make an excuse, absolutely. But uh, Dark Knight, that was a good selection. One that I probably should have had. You performed admirably. You performed admirably, I think. Well, uh, I was in the in the genre, the superhero genre. Absolutely. Okay, so what have we got here? We're still at uh, one point for you and a half point for me. You're doing better this time. Fingers crossed. You said it was going to get tougher, and I am I am prepared. Okay. Get tougher. I'm not. I don't think I'm going to do well, but I'm prepared for it. All right, let's uh, let's bring up my next clip. This one's maybe a little harder, but I, I think you can get. Not great. No, that's wrong, Curly. You passed up something that might have been terrific. My choice. I never could have done that. It's your choice. Cowboy leads a different kind of life when there were cowboys. They're a dying breed. Still means something to me, though. A couple of days, we'll move this herd across the river. Driving through the valley. Oh, <laughs> there's nothing like bringing in a herd. See, now that's great. Your life makes sense to you. <laughs> what do you got for me? Well, cowboy vibes, but I don't hear Kevin Costner. So that's that's worrying to me. Um, but I <laughs> wanted to say I could hear Zach Braff as the slightly higher pitched voice, but that doesn't make sense either. He's He's... I think he's younger than that. Um, yeah, yeah. You're, neither of those actors is in this film. And now I'm wondering, was that Billy Crystal? I'm thinking of of of, of the people I know, the male actors who have voices that sound like that. And <laughs> I just feel like I'm striking out here. Um, well, well, let, let me give you a little bit of a hint. Uh, okay. You you uh, you're on the right track there. Do you happen to have a synopsis for me? Let sure. me tell you where this movie was shot. Maybe that will help you. It was shot uh, just outside your former hometown of Phoenix. Yeah. Um, is this Wyatt Earp? Well, you were definitely on the right track with the Western there. This was Billy Crystal. You nailed it. Famous scene there with Jack Palance. City Slickers. Yeah, it would never have gotten that. Um, <laughs> Jack Palance. Interesting. 
Yeah, right. they shot that movie. It was like, uh, you know, Billy Crystal is from New York. He and his buddies came out uh, sort of finding their way uh, in middle age out to Arizona. And they met up with Jack Palance, this cowboy, and, and had uh, all kinds of cowboy adventures. And he was kind of gritty and had a tough exterior. And he was kind of a goofball. But kind of Billy Crystal managed to break down his walls while also learning things. Is that kind of what happened? Well, kind of. I'll let you watch the movie. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Craig, do we need to rearrange our last two movies so that it's more theatrically exciting? Yes. You were ahead. You, I need to go first here because okay. otherwise, um, you know, you could you could take the lead and and I would not be able to catch up. So good. Uh, you okay. roll the clip, uh, and I'll be ready for it. Let's get ready for prom. Mom, we don't have time for chores right now. If you stay in this house, you have time for chores. Mom. Oh. Are we really going to take that whole drug operation by ourselves? I got some contacts that'll help us. All right. Uh, well, this sounds like a movie that I uh, have not seen. Uh, so that's obviously a problem. Uh, it sounds like one of those teen movies. Um, 2012. You're, th- you're getting warm. I think that I heard Jonah Hill's voice there. Am I correct? You are correct. Then I'm going to go with, uh, how about Superbad? Oh, I was worried that that might be what it got conflated with. Um, oh. Do you want oh, let, about, let me get, about, let me, I want another yeah. guess. Yeah, I want yeah. another guess. Here's a synopsis for you, okay? No, I don't even want the synopsis yet. I want another guess before I move okay. on. Is it uh, 21 Jump Street? It is. Oh, it is. yes. Good job. Yes. So what do I get, like a three quarters of a point for that? Because it took two guesses? Yeah, yeah, you, 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 you get that's good enough. It gets me. It gets me to uh, to the lead. It gets me to a point and a quarter. Okay. So right. now it comes. It comes down to you, and <laughs> interesting scoring. But yeah. okay, cool. So I, I got to say that this is probably going to be the hardest. I thought Sadie Slickers he had a decent shot at. Th- this one's going to be a little harder, even though it was in the top ten. It was. It was a big movie that year. But uh, well, we're going to see how you do. All right. Cool. All right. All you need is like enough to scrounge out half a point. A quarter of a point would get you a tie. I'm home! I'm home! (laughs) You are strange, Christian. Yes, but I'm free. Now I beg you to free yourself of your vow. Return with the boat. I know how it feels to be so far from your home and family. Because I love them so much, I cannot dishonor them. I thought you'd say that. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> am I hearing Kevin Costner? You certainly were. You absolutely were. The other actor in that uh, scene, although he was uh, employing an accent, is also one of the most famous actors of our time. Okay, that's what's confusing to me, because initially, before I heard Kevin Costner, I thought I was hearing a Russian accent. But now that I hear Kevin Costner, my mind immediately jumps to Dances with Wolves. So that's really troubling, because there's no Russian people in Dances with Wolves, as far as I well, can tell. Well, you weren't hearing Russian. Uh, you were hearing an accent uh, okay. from another time. And he's saying, like, I'm home, I'm home. And I was thinking maybe it's Homeward Bound, but then Kevin Costner isn't a, isn't a dog. So, um, yeah, I'm going to mail it in. 
Dances with Wolves. I'm going to give you the hint. You were very close. And I only say that because Dances with Wolves was also a 1991 film. Ah. It was a, it was a big year for Kevin Costner. It certainly ah. was. What um, a blockbuster star. So let me give you the IMDb synopsis of this movie, if it doesn't completely give it away. Okay. I'm going to edit out uh, the, the things that will make it obvious. Fair, fair. When Blank and his Moorish companion come to England and the tyranny of someone, he decides to fight back as an outlaw. Oh, it's Robin Hood. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. And it was a kind of a twisted choice by me. And the reason for that is you will remember that in our musical generational clash last time, I mentioned the Brian Adams song, from this movie, and you said you would have absolutely no idea, even though that was really obvious. <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah. Yeah. Can we call this a tie? Is that fair to you? Uh, it works for me. I, I love ties. Yeah, I think we both win in that case. We both uh, we both got one, you know, straight on the money, and, and got another one with a little bit of help. Yeah, there you go. I'm happy if you are. Craig, that was a uh, quite the match. Um, but now we have got some better content for all of you. <laughs> I hope so. So we're welcoming to the fray two people from Telesystem, Micah Rosales-Peterson and Bruce Wirt. Both of these people have, have recently, together, started up a podcast on leadership. And so that's going to be a, a main thing that we talk about as fellow connoisseurs mm-hmm. of the podcast industry. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some of the many initiatives that Micah's been involved in, including the Exposures Business Diversity Council and the Alliance of Channel Women. And we're also going to talk about some some thoughts that Bruce has on leadership. Micah, yeah, she is all over the place in the channel recently. Uh, big name, and, and Bruce has been around a long time. Our audience uh, definitely knows him, I'm sure. Wanted to touch briefly, you talked about her being on the Exposure Council and our allies of the Channel Council talking DNI. We're going to have some exciting announcements around diversity and inclusion efforts here at Channel Partners and Channel Futures coming soon. Just wanted to let you have a little teaser there. But also, circling back to Channel Partners Virtual, we recently added a DNI meetup. Uh, that's a networking event on March 3rd, where you will be introduced to some of the organizations, uh, including Telesystem, that are leading DNI awareness and change within the channel. So, uh, looking forward to that. All right, everybody. We are joined here by Bruce Wirt, the Executive Vice President and Chief Business Development Officer at Telesystem, as well as Micah Rosales Peterson. She's the uh, manager of channel strategy at Telesystem, as well as a member of the Exposure Inclusion and Diversity Council and a committee member of the Alliance of Channel Women and Allies of the Channel Council. Bruce and Micah, welcome to the cast. How are you doing today? Awesome. Thank you for having us. Man, I'm already intimidated. You guys have so much going on in your titles and the organizations you lead. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking I should just step aside here. Mine, mine's just a lot of words. Uh, <laughs> I have the longest title in the business. Mine, essentially, uh, a couple years ago, we we fused. It was more for alignment purposes. So we have we've acquired a couple of business uh, businesses to get to where we are today, and um, and then we kind of started filling in with organic growth. And we wanted the front office to be unified under one strategic vision. So my title and my job was born out of that. 
um, instead of having separate chief marketing officers, separate chief revenue officer, and potentially even um, a chief product officer, we fused that together with my super long title. So that means that I'm the chief executive in the front office. That's that's the simple way of saying it. And much more importantly, Micah is here, who uh, who's not. I mean, she's she's doing just about everything these days. She's on all yeah. kinds of boards, all kinds of panels. Everyone. <laughs> I'm so excited for her growth and development and success because uh, I still remember our first, I say it on every interview that we do together, still remember our first conversation we had together two years ago, and she was unsure of whether or not she wanted to continue in telecom. So, <laughs> Yeah, wow. thank, God. thank God for Bruce. I, I was able to pause and, and, and really see a career here within the channel. So thank you, Bruce, for that and allowing me to grow. You're, you are the example of leadership. And I, I just hope that more leaders can be like you in this space. That is a perfect segue, you guys. I just wanted to, uh, James has been telling me a lot about this uh, new podcast you guys have, uh, generating uh, quite a bit of interest on LinkedIn, it happens to be about leadership. To either one of you, uh, maybe share a bit about uh, why you started it and, and the message you're trying to send. You know, it was just an idea that came up. Um, you know, I feel like we, the atmosphere now um, is just so heavy with the COVID and, and everything happening in this world. And and we have such amazing leaders that have such great stories that can impact and, and help other people's lives. So I, I wanted to create a space where we can have easy conversation with, you know, big leaders in this space to talk about, you know, leadership, um, development, things that they have learned throughout their lives that they can apply um, to someone else's life and people can grab that and help themselves. So uh, that was kind of the the idea behind it. And Bruce being the the powerhouse that he is in this space, <laughs> it would have been easy to have him on and, you know, just have easy conversation. Craig, it's great because so I used to do sports radio in the Philadelphia market and somehow, some way I, I got involved in the professional wrestling genre. So <laughs> I had a pretty big show 10 years ago. This is before podcasts were really a thing. I mean, they were out there, but not as popular as they are today. And we were doing six figures worth of listeners. And if I had really chased that, I probably, you know, my mortgage would be paid off and <laughs> my kids would be much more set. But it really helped me to uh, learn how to communicate, communicate off the cuff really quickly, um, get my message together because I was doing live radio. And it's always been a passion of mine. So Micah, Fast forward, she says, we really have to do this. We really have to do this. We started doing podcasts like this together where we're talking about Telesystem. And she said, we should really do this podcast. And I had that background and I've always wanted to do something in podcasting that wasn't related to professional wrestling because I, I keep getting pigeonholed in that. So we did it. And kudos to Micah because she did all of the legwork to set it up. Oh. Love it, Bruce. You did too. You, you we it was equal. It was an equal effort. <laughs> so. The guest list is amazing. I mean, we yes. first two shows are Ken Mercer and Nancy Ridge, but I mean we have a who's who, and it's not just telecom um, leaders transcending um, the yeah. different industries. Industry. So it's it's going to be great. And my thing is, and and then I'll stop talking. My whole leadership and success. My central theme is the four P's, purpose, passion, perseverance, and positivity. And I say this a lot to job candidates of any level. I'm not as much interested in what you did yesterday as to what you'll do tomorrow. 
And you might have had some bad days yesterday that caused you to have three or four jobs in a couple of years, and maybe you got fired or maybe you didn't do as well as you wanted. But if you learn from that and you have skill sets that you're building and you're applying it towards tomorrow and you come at it with a positive attitude, you show me that you can persevere and you know your purpose, then I'll really take a chance on somebody with a high upside. So that's part of my foundation. And that's what we want to talk to people about during that podcast is um, essentially their versions of those four P's and how they've, they've come to, um, to be great leaders. Bruce or Micah, uh, can you talk a little bit about what are the misperceptions of leadership? What are some values that people tend to associate with leaders that maybe are just not necessarily part of that? I think there's two major misconceptions with leaders, especially when you think about people that are in more entry-level positions. People assume that leaders were kind of born into those positions, and I think that that's not necessarily the case most of the time. I know for myself, where where I've gotten to be is the result of a lot of hard work, uh, perseverance, learning, and um, I mean, nothing was really handed to me. Sometimes you have to get lucky and be at the right place at the right time. But I think that um, it's very important, no matter where you're at in life. I grew up very poor, really tough neighborhood, and there's a lot of people who who didn't make it and chose to to just not make it. You know what I mean? Some people just choose to not try. And, and that's sad to me. So I think I try to be an example for those people that um, come up, you know, they don't have a, a lot of things and, and a lot of, I guess, a baseline or a, a base of success. And I try to show them that uh, I, I really do feel like anybody can do anything they want as long as they know their purpose and do it with passion and uh, they persevere and, and they learn and they stay positive. So that was a long answer to the first part of that question. Um, <laughs> the second part in terms of misconceptions is that a leadership is only available to management level employees. So that's part of the positivity P, <laughs> you know, in my four P's. Anybody can be a leader. You don't have to be a manager. And I, I recently saw this. So our team and our structure in terms of how we we build our our front office, you know, the salespeople especially. We have national channel managers that are focused on master agents and regional channel managers that are focused on territories. And they're incented and they're supposed to work together as a team to reach our goals. And I've seen people in non-management position reach reach out and help each other, introduce uh, partnerships and uh, show techniques or uh, prospecting techniques that might work, work for them. And I think that's the beauty of leadership is anybody can be a leader. And when you do take initiative and you work to help other people, it comes back to you. And, and it's, uh, it's summarized really nicely in a Zig Ziglar statement. You can get almost anything you want in life by helping enough other people get what they want. You don't have to be a manager to be a leader. And I think that is probably the number one misconception of leadership. Yeah, that is a great point, uh, Bruce. We've got uh, a lot of people here on our team at Channel Partners and Channel Features that might not be in a quote-unquote managerial role, but they have stepped up into doing things uh, that truly show that they are leaders as well. So uh, that's a great point and I'm sure a great topic uh, for folks who want to listen to your podcast. Um, just want to shift gears 
a little bit here. Uh, Micah, James set it up, uh, mentioned a uh, big role that you play in the Exposure Council. Also within our Allies of the Channel Council, which is focused on diversity and inclusion uh, here at Channel Partners and Channel Futures. Still no secret, the channel has a long way to go in this area. So maybe you could talk about some ways uh, the channel community has grown in its understanding of racial justice and, and other areas where we need to improve. Yeah, um, that's a great question. So, um, you know, groups like the Allies of the Channel, Exposure, Diversity and Inclusion, and um, the Alliance of Channel Women, which I just recently became a board member on, you know, we're working together to collectively um, work together to create opportunities that create lasting effects for people of color, for women. Uh, that's a big thing for me, creating gender diversity in every aspect of an organization. I feel like last year was just a weird time with education and showing what the struggle is in regards to lack of gender diversity and racial diversity. But this year is the year of action for these three groups. I'm so excited about what we're going to be doing. There's a ton of different uh, initiatives that we're doing collectively to work together to try to push these messages across. And um, we still have a long way to go, but the channel, I, I believe that it's way more advanced than it was last year. People are more open, people are more aware, and we're going to be here doing what we have to do to create spaces for marginalized groups as, as long as we can. So I'm excited about that. And um, and if anybody wants to join, please, we need people uh, who are interested, who might want to be able to, to learn how to create DNI initiatives at their organization specifically. We are open. We, we want the more the merrier. Just from an executive perspective, and I think this is important to say, our buyers are made up of every type of person in the world, every gender, every race, every background. And it's always been my belief that front office has to be, it has to mirror those buyers. So you have to have people in your front office of every gender, background, race, ethnicity, because that's how you're going to connect best with your buyers. And it's very short-sighted if, if you're not looking at things that way. So I love the initiatives that you have going on and everything that certainly that Mike is doing. Yeah, I mean, it's influential and is beneficial in this space. I mean, if you look at these statistics, you see that businesses that have diverse front offices usually have more profit than those that don't. And a diverse thought, I think, is, is important. You need to have people at the table that think differently than you, right? So we're going to keep pushing these initiatives forward. Um, and there's going to be so much that's coming out this year. And I'm so excited for people to know and hear more about what we're going to be doing. And, and again, if you're interested, please reach out to me. I can connect you with the right people to, to get you involved. Yeah, and it's worth noting, too, that I'll be sure and put links to all of these groups that we're talking about here on the landing page of this uh, podcast so that folks can uh, have a direct link that way as well. All right. Micah, you're going to be uh, talking at the upcoming Channel Partners virtual conference. Uh, wondering if you'd be interested in sharing a little bit about this marketing session that you're well, going to be working on. Yeah, I'll be moderating it, actually. I was... Okay. Uh, I, I was asked by um, your group here, Channel Partners, to moderate this business track. And I'm so excited about it because there's some powerhouse women on here that are the best of the best in marketing in the business. Just a brief description of what it is. Um, so 2020 was just a weird year um, for marketing and heavily in our business, specifically in the channel, we're so used to doing business and doing marketing and events 
personally, face to face. That's that's heavy of you know of, of what we do and who we are. So a lot of companies had to pivot and had to figure out new ways to engage partners and to really make an impact and an influence. And you know, these this star-studded panel is going to be giving you the best advice that they think how, what 2021 is going to look like and what partners what they think partners got wrong for 2020. So it's going to be a very exciting discussion. And I hope that you guys all tune in and and hear what they have to say. It's going to be great. I'm so excited about it. We are too, Micah, for sure. And it's worth noting, uh, since we were talking about Channel Partners Virtual, getting back to the DNI, I just learned here recently of a, of a DNI meetup we're going to have at the show. And we also have a session featuring a company that's in uh, put in a DNI program, and they're going to describe five steps toward succeeding at that. So I'm looking forward to that as well. Thanks so much to you guys for joining us uh, today, Bruce and Micah. Glad to hear about uh, the success of your podcast and, and your involvement in our upcoming event, as well as all the tips on leadership. Uh, a lot to cover. I think we got to it and uh, appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you for having us, Craig and James. Thanks so much. Appreciate you guys. Well, Craig, that was a good conversation. It's good to hear from Micah and Bruce and kind of learn about their uh, the, the tag teaming they've been doing in the channel lately. And it's good stuff. Yeah, it's awesome. Good tips on leadership. Hearing more about the DNI conversation, uh, really great as well. Good stuff they're doing over there. Thinking about the conversation around DNI and leadership and all those topics we're going to be discussing at Channel Partners Virtual brings me back to uh, Jay McBain's Marketplaces debate. Really looking forward to that one. Those debates, they are so much fun. We had our first one back in 2019 at our last live event in the channel in Washington, D.C. Hard to imagine it's been that long, my friend. Seriously. Yeah, it's going to be two years. It's it's insane. I cannot wait to see this event live. Yeah, absolutely. November 1st through the 4th, we're calling it our homecoming event at uh, Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas. Uh, you know, the, the first debate at that live show we were just talking about seems so long ago. It was around convergence. It was, it was such a hot topic. Uh, really drew a big crowd and, and got some people fired up. Convergence continuing to be a big focus for us here in 2021. And we're going to have some exciting announcements around that, uh, some initiatives we're taking coming soon, uh, probably even in our next podcast. Could we call this more breaking news, Craig? No, it's breaking as we get on this podcast anyway. Uh, <laughs> if you'd like to check out the archive of Coffee with Craig and James. You're doing it to me again, right? Still rubbing it in? This is more old fogey music from 1991, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> it is. I'm nothing if not predictable. Meantime, back to what I was saying, the archive of Coffee with Craig and James. Just go to SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts, type Channel Partners into the search bar, or you can find us on the flagship, channelpartnersonline.com. Thanks so much for joining us, everybody. We hope to see you again next time. Have a great day, everybody, and be good to each other. <laughs>